Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And good evening, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of We Got Next. I'm Ricky Hampton, along with Big Mo, former Milwaukee Bucks center, Paul Mokeski. Although he sported his 44 Golden State Warriors jersey tonight, man. They're uh, still alive. They're still it's alive. Still, sometimes, it's still alive. Better, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And, and we want to welcome everybody in tonight. Uh, we certainly welcome your questions and comments. And I know you guys got a lot of questions out there and comments. Bring it on. Because uh, we are, we're in full full NBA playoff mode here, Mo. And, and honestly, man, I got a ton of questions for you, Paul, because I, I couldn't wait for us to get on the air tonight and discuss uh, – what's been going down in the uh, NBA. And uh, before we even get to the games, let's, let's kind of take care of some of the controversy. But before I get that, I want to welcome everybody for sure. And don't forget, you can catch us on Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com, where you can get this and all our uh, past shows. And more the comments are already filling up. Uh, and we just we just come on the air. We haven't started yet. Why are you so, guys making me, why you guys make me out to be the bad guy, man? Why does all the media make me be the bad guy? <laughs> man, I, but Paul, what let, let's start because I mean you had a reputation of being a physical player during your, your playing days. It was a physical league, and you were in more than your fair share of dust ups. When you see What's going on with some of these guys today? What what goes through your your mind when you see some of the ejections you see today, and, and just some of the animosity that takes place in a heated playoff game? What goes through your mind? Finally, 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 there's some passion in the game. Finally, there's people that show them that they want to win. Finally, they're not all buddy buddy all the time. Because let's face it, all the hugs and all the handshakes and, and changing jerseys, are you kidding me? So I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna battle uh, Bill Lambeer or uh, you know Bill Cartwright and then after the game, we're gonna exchange jerseys? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I mean, come on. And uh, you know, it's interesting to me how you know, little things are blown up now. And you know, obviously there's tons more coverage. There's like, 20 more cameras in the state in the arenas there's replays out the wazoo uh you know replay this replay that every player knows how to do this right every player knows how to do this and every player wants to do that um but uh the the and and good good there's some physicality and passion in the playoffs good however uh you know dylan like let's talk about dylan brooks come on man come on man be real you instigated all this stuff, not the media. You did. You've been playing that way for years. I mean, this is just one little little uh, cup check, you know, into the joint area, and LeBron acted like he was dead. I mean, and then like a minute later, he he slammed dunk, he hit his head on the rim. But you know, <laughs> for him to blame the media is a joke. And he talked about poking the bear. LeBron's an old man, and all that. That that's that's fair. I, I think it's stupid. I mean, I would, who in my day would say, you know what, Larry Bird's getting old. You know what, MJ can't jump as high as he used to. Shut up. I mean, in a playoff series, never, ever. And now you're going to blame the media for making you a bad guy? Guess who has the most technicals in the league this year? Dylan Brooks, 18. Guess who's ejected three times this year? Dylan Brooks. Guess who has arguments and, and uh, 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 situations with the Golden State Warriors? Dylan Brooks. Guess who has it against the Lakers? Dylan Brooks. Hey, come on, man. You know what? Own up to it. Back in the day, Bill Lambeer, Dennis Rodman, and even later, uh, um, Lance Stevenson, they owned up to it. Own up to it, man. Don't blame the media. You're doing what you're doing what you think can help the team best win a series. 
good for you. That's good. But don't blame it on the media. That's a joke to me. Your words and your actions made you the villain, which is fine. Play the villain then. I mean, come on. You know, uh, no, Bill Lambeer played it to the hilt and won championships with it. Dennis Rodman, do you remember the footage of Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone going at each other, kicking each other on the ground? I mean, you know. Hey, hey, hey Mo. Yeah, yeah, him going in on LeBron like that. If you were a coach or a teammate, would you say anything about that? And and I I love the way LeBron handled. I mean, the man's thirty eight years old. He was not phased by that at all. Yeah, but, because he he doesn't want to have any more kids anymore, so he's okay. <laughs> if I was a young player, but. You know, back in the day, that was off limits. Anymore, it should be. But, you know, really, if you watch that uh, and you watch the Harden situation, I think that's, you know, I don't think he purposely did it, maybe a little bit. But, you know, that's how you defend your arms go out sometimes. And same with Harden. Harden's situation is he was dribbling, he pushed his hand out, which he does all the time. He just happened to hit somebody in the hoolahs. Yeah. But but as his teammate, they just won a game at home to tie it up at one one, and that's when he's, uh, you know, going in on LeBron. Would you tell him to chill out? Or absolutely, I would have told. First of all, I would have said it before the series started. They should have had the coaches and the players and everybody have a meeting and say, "Listen, you know, uh, we're in a battle. We can win this battle." We just need to take care of stuff on the basketball court and don't give anybody, any player, any team, any more incentive to beat us. That's the way it used to be. That's the way, like Don Nelson told us, you know, we went through, man, in five years or whatever I played for Nelly, we went through the playoff series every year, two, three, four series. You know, if we win, hey, uh, you know, we played good, maybe got a little lucky, they played not as good, they'll probably play better next game. You talk like that, that's how you talk. I mean, I'll tell you, here's a story um, right down this alley. Uh, we, had, we were playing the Boston Celtics in the uh, second round, I think. And uh, we went into Boston and we stole game two. And uh, Paul Pressey, uh, who those out, out there don't know, Paul Pressey, 6'6", 6'7", really long arm, good defender, really great defender, a point forward type guy. And Nelly put him on uh, Larry Bird. And he did a good job. Larry got 22 or whatever, but he didn't get 30 or 35. So he did a good job. And then for some reason, somebody said, uh, you know what? We got Larry, we got Paul Presley. He's a bird stopper. He's a bird stopper. And that was in every headline of the Boston media, every headline. So the next game, Larry comes into Milwaukee. We're 1-1 now. And Larry comes into Milwaukee and lights us up for a 40. And all the time, even in the first quarter, he's looking at, at, at Don Nelson, he's looking on the bench, and he's looking at Paul Press. He said, this guy is not a bird stopper. Just watch this. Bam. Hey, you better get this bird stopper off me. He can't stop me. Bam. You're <laughs> kidding me, Mo. He came down one time, and he said, you know what? This bird stopper guy? Hey, Paul Pressey, I'm going to shoot right from this spot next time down and shoot a three right in your face. Came down, pushed off, bam. So you keep your mouth shut and you try to win the series. <laughs> Especially, you know, maybe, maybe an inexperienced team like the Cavs or, you know, someone that hasn't been there. You know, maybe you could throw them off their game a little bit, but not LeBron James. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah. He, he I mean, he's too smart for that, man. Uh, oh, say anything about him. He, he, is, he is too smart. That is so hilarious about that. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's a true story, man. I was there. Had a front row seat. I mean, don't poke the bear, man. Why would you? You know, that's like that's like going up to a hornet's nest and poking it. Why would you do that? This, I think this is uh, the, the one on, uh, on MB. Now we got him beat. Now this this is a kick to the groin right there. I don't know how he's not ejected from the game and suspended. I don't understand that. And this was the day after Draymond Stump. This was the day after that. How can you watch this 
and not eject him from the game and suspend him later. This was a blatant kick of uh, Embiid. The guy walked over him. That's a T. Then he reached, the guy walked over him. Don't do that. He walked over him. But now this is a blatant kick to the groin right there. He just missed the groin and hit him in, hit him in the uh, thigh. What if he would have hit him in the groin? And here's a problem, too. See, this young guy right here, who is this? I can't remember his name. Claxton. Claxton. So he's too young, right? So if this happens, he should have went down and laid down and stayed down and made him get a stretcher to take you off. And then you get then you get him ejected. That's the truth, man. That's the truth. You saw what LeBron did, right? He laid on the yeah. ground forever. That's what yeah. this kid should have done. And I guarantee you, Bede would have been kicked out of that game. Yeah. Now here, here's the one with uh, Draymond Green and uh, Sabonis, who is tied with Dylan Brooks for the most technicals, 18 for the season, by the way. So he and Draymond are in the same boat, and they both have the same thing going. Draymond's been doing it for longer, but that's that's his role. That's his that's you know that's his stick. That's what he, that's how he stays in the league. He's a good player, great passer, good defender. Can't really score, but you know this is you know he stirs up things. Now here's the problem. So he he did this stomp, and then he instigated almost a riot in Sacramento, and that's what got him suspended, I think, for the most part. Yeah. I mean. You know, he's stepping over the dude, and, and, you know, if he wouldn't have stopped there and would have just stepped, actually, after the stomp, right there, he tries to, like, lift, see, he kicked his feet up so he didn't step on him. So, you know, that's a, that's a flavor, too. You kicked out of the game. But if he doesn't do this at the end and, and almost instigate a riot with Adam Silver, the commissioner of the league, by the way, in the, fan, in the stands, then I don't think he gets suspended. But And, and if I'm the Warriors... Remember uh, 2016 or whenever it was, and he got suspended game five and they lost that series to the Cavs? I'm going to remind him that. Yeah. Listen, we can't can't do this, man, because if you watched the game last night, which the Warriors got lucky and won, and, and uh, Draymond had a good game, uh, he, he, uh, he blocked uh, someone's shot, I think it was Sabonis, and then kind of stood there and screamed and stared at him. That should be a team. He's lucky that didn't happen. I mean, why are you still doing that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we're gonna we're gonna get we're going over all of these games. But I, I just wanted to, uh, my gosh, I, I, I want to get to some. Let's get to some of these comments before we get to the games. Uh, Mo. Yep, let's do uh, it. Uh, my man, I got. Let's see. Let's start. Uh, Chris Ramsey's checking in, saying, "Hey guys." Uh, Trayvon Green incident, Dylan Brooks. Uh, we like you, Paul. Come on, Mo had a jump shot, too. <laughs> Come on, Mo. You're right. When I when I talked about the physical part, Steve, I, I know Big Mo, Big Mo had a jumper, and uh, Chris, Chris is asking, How about the uh, Sun series? Chris. Hang with us. We, we're about to get to all that, of that. That's a great series, Chris. Chris, that's a great series. That's, that's you know, and, injuries uh, are playing a role, but we'll talk about that in a little bit, Chris. Hang on. Uh, Brooks said he, Chris says Brooks knew what he was doing. Sure, that's what he does. He's been doing it for years. Of course he did. Yeah, I don't know about, I don't know. I think <laughs> if I'm thinking as a player, he's like, oh, I'm going to get him off being, hey, that's right here. <laughs> Cup check. <laughs> uh, Coach Mo, did you play with Marcus Johnson? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Steve. When I first got to Milwaukee, it was the it was Bob Lanier, Marcus Johnson, Brian Winters, Junior Bridgman, Sidney Moncrief, Archie, Harvey Catchings, just a group, great group. And Marcus, in my opinion, and uh, we know that uh, a White Man Camp Jump reboot is coming out this month. I'm excited for that. That Marcus Johnson was in the first one. He was the crazy guy that on a pickup game went back and, and tried hard. to rob the, the liquor store to get some money. But uh, Marcus, to me, is one of the uh, underrated uh, forwards, small forwards that ever played. Uh, Marcus had all the skills, went to UCLA, could score, rebound, great athlete. Uh, he was overshadowed because he was playing in an era in the East when Larry Bird 
and Dominique Wilkins were playing too. So he got overlooked a lot, but he's one of the most talented players I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we need to run him down, Mo, and uh, and get him on the show uh, uh, one For week. sure. Yep, we will. Uh, Sebastian Rowe. Okay, Sebastian. Agree with you on MB, Paul. Double standard, even within the same game. The kick was worse than Green's stomp or Harden's backhand slap. Yeah, I, I, I agree, uh, Sebastian. I mean, and... I kind of agree. Some people brought this up. They they didn't eject him, and then later on, Harden got ejected for the cup check punch, <laughs> and that might have been a layover call. Uh, we remember we could say makeup call. That might have been a makeup call uh, on that. But I agree totally uh, that Embiid's actions were ten times worse than uh, Harden's, and uh, and. And in my opinion, probably a little bit worse than, than Draymond. Yep. Yeah. Hey, and man, we appreciate all you guys coming. Thank you guys. Appreciate it, man. Keep, keep them coming. And, and Mo, uh, but, but we're, we're going to break these games down. But one of the big, the, I, I, a big Moism, tell me who is healthy, and I will tell you who's going to win. We got a lot of that going on in these playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, I, 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 you, you got a. Uh, well, Fox right now has available. Who's available? Who's available? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, Fox has a, a a fracture to his index finger on his shooting hand, Mo. Yeah, I mean. I don't know how bad the break is. I mean, there are different kinds of breaks in your fingers. I've broken probably all my fingers. You know, there's some that, you, you know, you split it up, you know, you can play. It's harder on the, on the, it's not only the shooting hand, it's his passing hand also. And also it's catching the ball. I find out a lot of people that hurt their hands or fingers, they can kind of get through with shooting and, and, and passing a little bit, maybe pass left-handed, but catching that ball, you got to really kind of angle it. but. It depends on how bad it is, and it sounds like it might be bad enough to, like maybe after the after the season, you know, it's it's time to do a surgery and insert a pin or something, which is more than just a, I guess I would say a regular break, and and that hurts, you know, that hurts them bad. And uh, Clippers and Suns that had the makings of a really good series. Suns are up three one now. Uh, Kawhi Leonard hadn't played the last two games. Paul George hadn't played at all. And it's no surprise the Clippers have lost those last two games. Yeah, I'm telling you, with, with uh, the Phoenix Suns, when they picked up KD without giving up their core three uh, of uh, Chris Paul and Booker and Aiden, I mean, they have, I would say, probably the best starting five that's in there, I, I think. I mean, you know, I like the Celtics, but, you know, Allen and, and Marcus are kind of weak links. I, I like the Bucks, but, you know, they have a couple weak links, too, in their starters, per se. But, uh, you know, Clippers, I mean, if I'm, if I'm the owner of the Clippers and I'm a bomber and I just spent – I know I'm a billionaire. Okay, I know that. But, damn, I just spent hundreds of millions of dollars to win a championship and, you know, Paul George can't play because he's hurt and – then Kawhi can't play because uh, he hurt his knee or, or low management, whatever you want to say. I mean, if I'm him, and I know he's a gung-ho's, cheering guy, he's always waving his arms, I'm going to go on a meeting with these. I'm going to wave my – I pay you all this money. You guys got to play in the playoffs, man. I mean, you know, when you're, when you're injured, you're injured. And I tell people uh, in any sport, you, there's people that are hurt and people that are injured. Those are two different things. Everyone's hurt. Everyone's knee hurts, everyone's back hurts, everyone's shoulder hurts, everyone's feet hurt. But if you're injured, that means you have an injury that, that you can't play or you're going to hurt yourself more if you play. So those are two different things. And only the people that have those things can tell you what they are. You have to trust them. You know? So I'm not saying that they're not injured, but uh, at the same time, when you have a history of load management, th then that becomes a question. If I'm an owner, I mean... He bought the team for three billion, and now he's spending three hundred million a year. 
come on, man. You got one of the best rosters out there, but remember what I said, availability, if you're not available, doesn't look as good on paper. Hey, hey, hey Mo, I, you know, like you said, you can't. If a guy says it's hurt, you got you got to take his word at that. But that said, with, with a guy like Kawhi, would you like to see him? Coach, let me give it a shot. Yes. Back in the day, all of us, but especially stars, you know, if they're hurt, like if uh, if uh, Sidney Moncrief is 70%, that's better than 80% of the league. That's better than, you know, almost all the guys on the end. So, you know, when I played, you know, if someone had an injury and they're 60% or 70%, what they would do is, they would, unless it was, you know, a broken ankle or something like that, uh, they would they would say, you know, if it was a hamstring or a back or, you know, let me go out there, uh, warm up. If it feels okay, I'm going to try it. And then if not, I'm gonna, I'll tell you. I mean, it's, come on, man. After one minute, I'm going to look at the bench and say, nope. And then you take him out and you sit him down and you at least try. Yeah, I, I, I think of Isaiah playing oh. on his ankle oh. that was like that. I mean... So, Sidney Mon Moncrief played on in the Boston Celtics series on a torn uh, 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 arch of his foot. Um, I, I, I've seen people get uh, shot up to give it a try. I got shot up on my ribs to give it a try and my knee. Um, pay for it now, but wouldn't change a thing. But, you know, at some point you're in the playoffs, and especially, you know, hey, let me, if I'm 70% and my, you know, my hamstring's a little sore, let me really stretch it out. And you know what happens then? Start me. And then if I'm going good, let me stay in. Don't take me out. Because once you take me out, I'm probably done until the first second half. And then I'll go through the process again. You know, but I mean at this point, you know, and, and I know if I'm if I'm a teammate and I see you giving it a try, that makes me want to two more too. So uh, but we're in different times, Ricky, you know. <clears throat> and then and, and who will forget, you know, Willis Reed coming out. And and to your point, Mo, I think he played five minutes that night. Yep. Too yep. But his oh, yeah. mere presence fired yeah. everybody up. And, 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 and I mean, I played, I played with Bob Lanier in his last two years in the league. His knees were knees of an 80-year-old. He, he had no cartilage. His tendons were screwed up. Uh, when I had, my, when I had a, a, a knee injury, I went to the, to the Bucks doctor, and he took the MRI and said, you know, your ACL's messed up. And he, and he showed me Bob's uh, 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 MRI. I said, "At least you're not this guy." <laughs> but what Bob Bob did Bob never practiced at all during the training camp. He would practice one time during the morning, and then he would just rest and ice. And he would never practice, and he would just play in games because that's all I could give. I got you know I got 25, 30 minutes for you, coach, and I could do it in the game. So and that's what he did, and we all respected him for it. Yeah. Hey, uh, just an update after three quarters, the Bucks who, who need this, they're down 2-1 in Miami. Uh, they're up 89-78. Uh, Giannis, who's been favoring his back some, uh, he's got uh, 23 points, 10 rebounds uh, in 27 minutes. But Brooke Lopez has been terrific, 25 points, nine rebounds, three or six from, uh, from the three-point line. And... Uh, Three block shots. Yeah, he's a great defender. And Jimmy Butler's doing his thing for Miami. But that's really just about it tonight. Duncan Robinson continues to shoot it well. He's uh, got nine points, three or four from the three-point line. But they aren't letting him get that shot off uh, as much uh, tonight. Well, that's a great example of, you know, Hero went down with a broken hand. And, you know, Duncan Robinson signed that big contract has been sitting for the last half of the season, but he stayed ready. And he, I think he had 23 last game. So he's, uh, you know, he, he's, he's, he's stepping up. But uh, And there's Giannis, right? We just talked about it. Giannis' back is not 100%. It's probably 70. But thank you for the 70. I'll take that all day. Yeah. Oh boy, Chris brought up a great name, Bernard King. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. And Chris, you're right on point because his knees were bad. He, his knee exploded one year, and he came back. And but I remember uh, 
one year against the Pistons um, that he had like, I think he had 50 and 52 in back and backs uh, at old Joe Louis Arena, I think. And he had like, he had like two or three broken fingers. He, all his fingers were, were wrapped up. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and Mo, it wasn't like he was jumping out of the gym or anything, but he, what, what was his deal? He had the quick release. He and knew, how to play, knew how to use his body, knew how to get to his uh, place on the court on where he was effective. And uh, he had that high shot release that he could block, but he knew how to use his body, you know, to get off shots. And he had a great touch, great touch. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that's a good one, Chris. Thank you, man, uh, for that. So, I, Mo, I like it if, if Giannis continues to be able to play, they're going to win this series. They're going to win this game tonight. And I think they're going to win this series. But That uh, would be nice. They're up 12 right now. 11. Yeah, but I, I'm sure you got to be concerned with his back acting up. I guess as a player, that's probably the worst thing to have is but here's the, back, I guess, too. Yeah, but here's the advantage of Harold. So he just fell on the ground again, landed on his back. But anyway, so uh, here's the advantage in today's game, right? So uh, they're going to play tonight, hopefully win. Then they're probably going to have wheels up on their on their private plane at 11.30 after the game. Uh, and then he's going to be in the ice, massaged, stimulated with electrons on the airplane. Then when he lands in Milwaukee, someone will probably go home with him and do treatment all through the night. You know, and then he'll come to practice tomorrow and not practice, just kind of watch and, you know, get treatment. So, uh, you know, there's a big advantage of, you know, the way that they travel now. It's huge. You know, I mean, back in the day, you'd have to, you'd have to get a flight tomorrow morning. You'd be on with a regular flight, maybe get first class, you know, which isn't that much room anyway. And, you know, so it's, it's, you know, it's a big, big advantage for him now. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go to that one. Now let's go back and look at, uh, I, I want to go through all of these uh, games. Uh, let's let's kind of get Philly and Brooklyn out of the way. Just your, your quick thoughts on that. That was, uh, what a disastrous year for the Nets, although this group, this current group, did about as well as you could do considering what all it went went on. But this is not what Brooklyn had in mind when they opened the season up with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on their roster. Yeah, I mean, I think they were like the, when all that stuff, well, first the stuff with Harden and, and um, uh, Simmons went on, right? Yeah. That went on first. Then they still had Ky uh, Kyrie Simmons couldn't play because he's hurt as usual, and, and then uh, KD. And then they were in like the third or fourth spot, kind of. Uh, and then they they traded uh, their so they traded uh, Harden, one of their best players. Then they traded KD, one of their best players, the best player. Then they traded Kyrie, their best player. I mean, all these trades and that the team give them credit and get John Vaughn credit that they held on to at least the sixth seed. They didn't have a plan and they have to do that. And uh, they battled and they played and some guys that were traded in that trade stepped up and proved their value and it's going to help them contractual wise. And they have a base now with some first round draft picks that they can build on instead of the fiasco damn circus that they had going on ever since uh, Harden, Kyrie and KD came we don't need a coach, we'll coach ourselves. Uh, I'm sitting out, I'm not getting vaccinated, blah, 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 blah. And now at least they have some semblance of uh, uh, logic. Uh, we got to add a couple more players. You know, next year we held on to the sixth seed, we get, you know, fourth seed, home court, all that. At least there's hope. I mean, how crazy is it that you had three of the best players in basketball, and now that they're gone, it seems like a storm cloud has been erased from over your heads. You can actually breathe <laughs> instead of the idiot stuff yeah. those guys were saying and, and just the travesty of it all. Just a just a disaster uh, for the Nets all around. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, so Philly's going to be waiting. Their odds are they're going to play uh, the Celtics. They are three one on on the Hawks, and uh, I was surprised the Hawks won one game. But usually, usually a team will be able to get one. But I don't, I don't see them as a serious threat to the Celtics. Uh, no, they got the fourth game right. Yeah. They won yeah, so, game. so the Celtics were in Atlanta for three days. <laughs> Not saying anything, but you know, there's uh, some nice clubs there and some stuff goes on. But either way, um, you know, Trey Young is phenomenal. I still like Capella at the big spot. Uh, they, Sorry, no, they won the third game. They won the third game. Oh, okay. The, the, yeah. The Hawks won the third game. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I, you know, Boston has. They, and they have talent, and they had talent, and they added to that. Brogdon is a, a great addition to them. Uh, they added another big body, so uh, you know they're going to be tough to beat. Um, here's the key: if I'm Boston, I need we need to win tomorrow. We need to get this series over because guess what Philly's doing? They are resting. They are resting and preparing for you. They're getting their scouting reports down. Their video sessions down. Everybody that needs treatment is getting it. People that are, are are a little hurt or banged up are getting healed up, and they're waiting. So if you let if you Atlanta come in and, and sneak another game out, which is going to extend the series another game in two days, that's bad. That's bad for you. So uh, because you know what's going to happen in the Philly uh, Boston series, it's going to be a, a knockdown, drag out, bang them up, a seven game series. And players are going to get hurt, and players are going to get banged up, and it's going to be a tough, tough grind, which hopefully it's good for the Bucks if they can come out of their series because then they'll be waiting on that series. But, you know, uh, that, that Philly-Boston uh, series is going to be something. Both teams are talented. Both teams are deep. You know what, though? People are talking about this, but Boston has a young coach of 34, 35 years old. It's done a great job, but Doc Rivers has been there before, gentlemen. And he has the advantage as a So it's going to be, it'll be a really good series. But uh, and, and, and and playoffs is as we talked about uh, on a previous show is really where you can see the impact of quality coaching. Absolutely, adjustments uh, in game, after game, before game, also not adjusting. You know, sometimes coaches panic. You lose a game in a playoff series. And you're like, oh no, what if we got to change this? We got to change that. No, you got to, you have to uh, evaluate exactly how you lost that game, and exactly was it, um, was it our coverages, was it our strategy, or was it just mental mistakes we made? How did we lose that game? Uh, you know, if we lost the game because of coverages and we got to change that, fine, we'll do it. But if we just lost the game because of a couple bad breaks, and we we're right there and we're doing the right things, you don't want to change things. And inexperienced coaches will lean towards changing things when they lose a game. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the the Celtics, Grant Williams has, who played a, a, you know, he's a he's a role player, but one of the important role players. He hadn't played much lately. Uh, Derek White's numbers have have gone up uh, during the playoffs. So they, you know, Williams didn't play the other, other night. Uh, so they are, yeah, they, they're in good shape. Brogdon was a good addition uh, for this team uh, coming over. Also, um, uh, Allen. Allen the third, the big guy? Yeah, yeah. I watched the other game, and an important part of the wait, game. Wait, you mean Williams? No, you mean Robert I mean, Williams? Williams the third, yeah. 13 to 15 the, the other day, yesterday. But he blocked, I saw him block a shot, save a ball from going out of bounds that led to a three-pointer. He's doing all the intangibles, you know, that that, that player needs in that situation. And I mean, if, if you look at Tatum, Brown, Brogdon, uh, Derek White, and Marcus Smart, and then you got Horford, Williams III, uh, G. Williams, and, you know, and then you have Mascala, Wayne Griffin's on the bench. I mean, that's a deep, deep team, you know? Uh, Chris, Ricky, who you got going to the finals? 
And Paul, we want uh, Chris wants to know who we got going to the finals. Uh, Mo is the expert, Chris, but I will give you that two cents. How, how do you see this playing out, Mo? I mean, I think are we still depending on who's going to be available. Yeah, I mean, it's injuries, who's available. Things can change uh, in the series. But if you're looking at what we have now uh, in the East, you have Boston, Philly, and then the Bucks. But they got to get past Miami, right? But if Miami beats the Bucks, I don't see them being a threat. If Miami beats the Bucks in this series, whoever wins the Philly-Boston series, uh, minus some tr traumatic injury, uh, uh, that will they will go to the finals um, and have a good chance of winning. Um, so I would pick any one of those three because um, they're both they're all deep. They all have experience, um, you know. So pick one. Of course, I want the Bucks. We know that. Uh, in the East, you know, Denver is really starting to play well. They're starting to feel their game and play their game. I know Minnesota got one <clears throat> the other night. Thank you, Chris Finch. Um, but uh, Denver's really stepping up their game. Jamal Murray looks like the old Jamal Murray when I watched that game. Uh, but uh, I like Phoenix. Phoenix, man, if they stay healthy. But, you know, Chris Paul has a tendency to get hurt in the playoffs. So, you know, so... You know, I, I would say Denver or Phoenix coming out of the West um, and uh, one of those other big three coming out of the East. And then hopefully, hopefully my Bucks um, win it all. But I know here's my deal. I, I text Steve Kerr. So if the Bucks and the Warriors, Warriors are in the finals, uh, he's got me tickets for their home games. So I'm, I'm open for that. <laughs> it's nice. Hey, Mo. Uh, uh, as you talked about, Chris likes Philly as a sleeper. Yeah, I do too. And and I really want to pick Milwaukee. I'm very concerned about Giannis. Yeah. If he is able to fight through this, I think they will find a way to get uh, uh, to the finals. And I, and I like Denver uh, in, in the West. Because uh, teams are going to have to go into Denver and play them. And Paul, is that Mount High? Uh, uh, is that is that real? It's it's real, but it's not as prevalent in the playoffs. Because here's the deal, and you'll notice on uh, Denver's home court, they have uh, what's their altitude three hundred three thousand five hundred feet something like that. That's on that's on the court right by the free throw line. It's on the court. Look for it. Their altitude is on the court. It's written on the court. Right on they, the free throw lines. They want you to know. <laughs> yeah, they want you to know. It's in the locker room too, by the way. They 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 used to have signs in the locker room. But you are one mile high, and uh, be careful with your breathing because it's difficult up here. <laughs> so it, it is, but it, it's less so in the playoffs because here's the deal with altitude that I learned over the years. Um, with altitude, if you go play in Denver. Uh, what you want to do is you want to get there like the day of the game and play or uh, at least two games before where you can get adjusted to it, have practice, get some running in, get your lungs used to it, or get in and out before it affects you too much. So in the playoffs, you know, you're going to be there one or two games before, so altitude is going to have less. Now, it depends on the coach because I know, you know, a coach, as a coaching staff, I would say, you know what, if we play on Friday and we get there on Wednesday, we want to – a lot of times we'll practice at home on Wednesday, fly to Denver uh, for Friday evening, and then practice Thursday and play Friday. I mean, uh, Wednesday, practice Thursday, play Friday. What I would want to do is I want to leave uh, my team, my town, Wednesday morning, get to Denver, practice Wednesday, a good afternoon practice where we get run, we sprint, get runs, full court shooting, blow it out. Everybody runs, everybody gets tired, everybody's can sweat going. And then the, uh, and then on Thursday, we have just a regular toned down practice, and then we should be ready to play Friday. That's what I would do. But it's real. I'll tell you how it's real. When I when we played in Denver, I remember one game when I was with the Bucks, um, when Marcus Johnson was there, by the way, and we had a high-scoring team, and I think the final score was like 160 to 155 or something. I remember playing in that game, and then, like, after about six minutes, there's some mystery call. Like, there's no foul. No, what? What? 
there's no foul at both teams. And then we go to the free throw line, and I look at the ref, and it's one of the refs that's been around a while, and I'm like, where was the foul? He goes, here's a, here's a foul. Yeah, there's a foul. He was blowing a whistle just to get a breath. Oh, you were kidding me. Man. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that is hilarious, man. Hey, Mo, before we get to the next game, I got to mention your, your, your old pal who did uh, the dust. It does not pay to be a coach of the year in Toronto. Or you're going to get fired right after that. Dwayne Casey, coach of the year, gone. Nick Nurse, coach of the year, NBA champ, gone. Your, your thoughts on Toronto moving on from Nick Nurse? Avery Johnson, coach of the year, gone. It happens all the time. It's what you what you've done this year, and what you're going to do for me lately. That's nothing. That's just the coaching business, and you know, um, Nick. You know, Nick Nurse um, did a great job, in my opinion. Got did a great job, but won a championship because they rented Kawhi Leonard for a year. Right? He was only there for a year, and if he doesn't make that shot from the corner over a beat and it bounces eight times and goes in. Uh, Nick Nurse probably fired last year, but he wins the championship, did a great job holding that team together. But really, the, the team is not without Kawhi, they're not what they were, and they traded some assets away. So, you know, sometimes it's, it's time to move on. But I think he had a 57% winning percentage, which is phenomenal in the NBA. So he'll get, he'll get another job here pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, that's the coaching business, man. That's, oh, I tell you, you're hired to get fired. Unless you're Popovich or uh, Phil Jackson or someone like that, you're just hired to be fired. You're going to be fired. Wow. Well, it'll be interesting. We got some coaching jobs open up. The coaching job here in uh, in Detroit is open with Houston the, uh, is closed with, with the Pistons. Yeah, uh, the, Rock, the Rockets hired Udoka from oh oh that they that went down Rock. okay yeah they hired him. Okay, and uh, I'm trying to get a score from the uh, 101.89. So, so uh, Milwaukee's in, in pretty good shape. Let's Don't get say to that. Stop saying that. Stop saying that. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, Mo. <laughs> That's the old coach in you. Yes, absolutely. We're up by 20 with two minutes left. Be quiet. This game's not over yet. <laughs> I, I, I get that. I guess that. I mean, it's a 12 point lead with five minutes left. We've seen that happen. We'll have the Warriors. Yeah, that, that's for sure. Another now, interesting. Now 10 point lead, by the way. Another interesting series. Uh, uh, excitement is back in the garden mode. The uh, Knicks. I thought this would be a little, little closer series, but right now the Knicks are in control. They have three one on uh, on the Cavaliers. And uh, Jalen Brunson has just been marvelous for them, uh, leading that team. He had 29 points yesterday uh, as they took a 3-1 lead over the Cavs. Uh, Donovan Mitchell struggled yesterday, only only uh, only 11 points. They're not going to win. Five of 18 shooting. Uh, Coach Thibodeau is known for his defense. And they did a number on uh, on Mitchell yesterday to take a 31 lead in that series. Yeah, I mean, Brunson's just showing his value. He's becoming a star right before our eyes. And he did it in the playoffs with the, with the Mavs, uh, you know, a while back. But uh, the Mavs didn't believe it, I guess, and let him go. But, uh, you know, and Julius Randle is, is, is having a good series. And, you know, the, uh, you know, they got an old school coach that uh, I think he sat Randall at the end of the fourth quarter because he wasn't playing defense and, and they won the game. So, uh, you know, uh, it's it's good to have the Knicks back in, uh, you know, in the garden. And, you know, now the Bucks have a six point lead because you opened your mouth, Ricky. And now oh, I'm sorry. I'm sure they'll finish it. Well, you got problems now. But it's so neat to see the garden electrified, though, you know? I, it's only if it's the only old building left, you know? Yeah. And I love the old buildings. The old Boston Garden, the uh, LA Forum, you know, all those old arenas, but they're all gone now except the Boston Garden. I mean, uh, uh, 
uh, New York Garden. So, yeah, and, and Madison Square Garden, I mean, it's nothing special about. I mean, it's special, but it's you know, it's the garden. It's special because because of the surroundings. It's special because the way you get to the locker rooms. You you get off the bus. You go in this big old elevator that. Uh, the week before, there were probably elephants and tigers in there, and it smells like crap. And, and then you go out there, and, you, and then you go into a teeny weeny locker room. But then you come out of the locker room, and you go through the the tunnel, and there's the garden with the banners and the circular seats, and you know, it's, and the old floor. It's just special, and you're in New York, and you know, I, I had one of my best games. There. I had 23 and 15 in that and against Patrick Ewing, and you know, just it's the feel, you know. Yeah. Hey, we were talking about this before we went on air, Paul. You are a Vegas resident, uh, Steve uh, Schrader, Schroeder. Oakland A's coming to Vegas. Your thoughts, uh, Paul? You got Major League Baseball coming. Well, I think um, I got mixed feelings. Um, you know, we have the Raiders here now, uh, the Golden Knights here, uh, who are in, in a, a battle in the uh, uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, we have, uh, I think, the, I think an NBA is coming in the next three years. I think LeBron's going to be part of that group. Um, and they're actually building a new arena, uh, casino, hotel, right down the street from us, Ricky. You saw our house. It's, it's going to be right down the street. It's going to be probably two or three years, 20,000 seat arena. But they have T-Mobile, who it's a, it seats 20,000 right now. It's NBA ready. And the new uh, A's, the, the A's just... Uh, made a commitment for land across the freeway from the uh, uh, T-Mobile arena. And uh, it's a, a, a plot of land there right off the freeway. It's a good spot. And it actually makes a triangle between uh, T-Mobile and then where the Oakland A's would be. And then uh, Allegiant Stadium is just down, it's probably two miles away. So it's yeah. all, it's all in the same area. I, I can see where it could be some mixed feelings for you because you play in the Bay Area, I mean, your Warriors jersey is right there, and uh, you you know the Oakland area well. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for the fans, but let's be truthful, right? The Warriors fans are showing up. You know, the A's fans are not. I think last year they had uh, three 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 thousand at a game, uh, or something like that. So if if, if you can't have fans show up. You know, then you know you kind of give credence for a team to leave. And um, I know the A's played exhibition games here this this spring, this summer, this fall, and they were so happy with. There's a really nice um, uh, stadium here for minor league. Only holds about ten thousand. Beautiful field, beautiful locker rooms, beautiful uh, dugout. And after that, the A's were saying this is better than our home in Oakland, <laughs> which that's a bad sign. The only fear I have is, number one, they're going to have to win for Vegas people to come out. Number two, uh, how many home games are there in a baseball uh, season? Uh, 80? Yeah, that's a lot to, to have fans come out when there's so much to do. I mean, there's so much to do in Vegas. So, But someone made a – when I was out to dinner with someone the other day who's a baseball fan, he's all excited. And I, and I said, are you going to buy uh, season tickets? He said, yeah. I'm buying season tickets to see the other team and the other players. Yeah. So I get to, I get to see uh, 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 Boston or you know, all those teams come in to play. I get to see them. So you think it's inevitable that the NBA comes? Yeah, I said that years ago, and I'm still holding to that. I had thought I said it four years ago. It'd take five years. I think it's going to take another three. But the NBA works in a logical manner. Uh, they, they, they have a WNBA team here, the Aces, that have done great. They won a championship. They, they have five, 8,000 fans every game. Then they have the G League's uh, Ignite, the young team for the G League. They play here in a 6,000-seat arena, and uh, they've, they've done well. So that's the test phase for the NBA. And, uh, you know, I, I think within three years, um, it's inevitable that the NBA team will be out. Okay, man, we're gonna we're heading down the whole stretch here, just like. Which, this. by the way, the Bucks are losing by one now, Ricky. Oh my goodness, man! I should have kept my mouth. Oh, you're 
You're the freaking media jinx. You know? I'm the Spike Lee of. Uh, you are. <laughs> I'm the Spike Lee of the uh, Milwaukee uh, uh, Bucks. Giannis uh, to, to the basket for an injury. Okay. Feel a little better, but come on. Just don't say anything. Hey, hey Mo, uh, one more series to get to. Uh, we kind of touched on it earlier. The uh, uh, and they they tip off in a few minutes. The Lakers and the um, and the Grizzlies. And they're playing in Memphis. Lakers right? up two one. Yeah. Oh, they're playing in L.A. And they're in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, I. I mean, it depends on what happens, but I mean, the, I I picked the Lakers to win this series. Uh, with with Stephen Adams out, and then John Morant got hurt. He's playing, but he's hurt. Um, you know, and I think the Lakers have momentum, and they have. And guess who? Uh, someone gave them a little incentive. Uh, you know, to put on their bulletin board, and uh, they have uh, Reeves is playing well. They have the backup players now that they can win a series, which they didn't have before the trade deadline. Yeah. Well, man, we'll just close this thing down early so we can watch the ending of, of this game. Yeah. We only got Holiday for three. There we go. A, a couple minutes now. Mo, Mo, we may have to do a special edition, man, because these, these playoffs are so hot and heavy. Uh, yeah. but, but we certainly appreciate everybody checking in with us uh, throughout the evening. Uh, Chris saying thank you, guys. Oh, thank you, buddy. We appreciate Thanks, you. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Um, let's get out of here, Mo, and watch the end of the game. Uh, great conversation. And uh, thank you, everybody. We'll see you in a, in a few days. For yeah. Rick Hampton and, and Paul Mokeski, take care. Peace, everybody. Come on, Bucks. Get it done. Get it done. Get it done, Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.